This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Item number SCP-5001 Object Class Thaumule Special Containment Procedures SCP-5001 must not cease operation. Due to SCP-5001's autonomous nature, no personnel are to disrupt its mechanical function. Attempts to study SCP-5001 are limited to tactile and visual observation. Personnel who damage or disrupt SCP-5001's functionality are to be removed from their position in the Foundation and may be subject to further disciplinary actions dependent on the Ethics Committee ruling. Following Incident Omega-1, no attempts to stop SCP-5001-A from breaching containment are to be made directly, unless SCP-5001 is rendered incapable of performing recontainment itself. Description SCP-5001 is a biomechanical structure approximately 53 kilometers in diameter, located a total of 60 kilometers under northern Russia. SCP-5001, while non-anomalous in its own right, possesses numerous characteristics which imply its connection to anomalous phenomenon, including its immense depth and size. Records of SCP-5001-A's status dating back to 11,000 BCE, recorded in modern measurement systems. Documents in numerous languages, including Phoenician, Ancient Hebrew, Greek, Ancient and Modern, Latin, Anglo-Saxon, Modern Russian, Modern English, Modern Mandarin, and various other languages that have yet to be identified. Complete lack of time-affecting devices or residue from temporal anomalies. Mechanical devices currently not reproducible by Foundation Engineering. Additionally, SCP-5001's primary purpose is unclear. Concentric to SCP-5001 is a spherical, hollow object primarily composed of graphene and another unidentified compound. The spherical chamber is supported by 12 large cylindrical rods, composed of osmium, and a outer layer of titanium, approximately half a kilometer in diameter each. These factors, along with other mechanical devices surrounding the central chamber, see addenda, has led researchers to believe that SCP-5001 is a containment unit for an unknown anomalous object. SCP-5001-A is the designation for the object or entity that SCP-5001 is containing. SCP-5001-A's appearance, properties, or anomalous effects are entirely unknown. With the only basic information being provided by SCP-5001's computer interface, However, considering the significant effort extended by SCP-5001's creators to contain SCP-5001-A, 
it is likely that the object or entity possesses a significant threat to reality, and if sentient, has malevolent intent. Addendum 1. History. In 1953, GRU Division-P members were attempting to measure seismological activity in a narrow region in northern Russia, approximately 30 kilometers from SCP-5001's position. During these experiments, a significant discrepancy was noted between projected and actual S-wave strengths. Further trials suggested that the discrepancy was not due to a human or instrumental error, but rather there was a large body of non-solid material in a relatively close area. After triangulating the approximate location of the disruption, GRU-P members began to bore towards it, using a Erlmash 4E series drill, and SCP-5001 was discovered. However, all of the GRU-P attempts to penetrate SCP-5001's outer wall resulted in failure, ending in the project being abandoned after two years. Nevertheless, in 1959, First Secretary showed renewed interest in breaching SCP-5001 and funded operations until he was disposed in 1964. In 1969, due to improving relationships between the United States of America and the Soviet Union, the SCP Foundation and the GRU-P began to cooperate on numerous anomalous projects. GRU-P signed a contract which allowed the Foundation to have joint control over the anomaly if they successfully penetrated its outer wall. Thanks to the combination of anomalous technology purchased from the Global Occult Coalition and Dr. Experimental designs, SCP-5001's exterior was breached in 1971. Joint operation and study of SCP-5001 was maintained until the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991. While under the control of both organizations, numerous studies were conducted on the technology that SCP-5001 possessed, which led to a number of devices being replicated by technicians on site an abridged list can be found below. The SCP Foundation and GRU-P agreed to keep this technology secret and only accessible among themselves. In 1992, the GRU-P liquefied its assets. A large number of high-ranking officials stole technology belonging to the organization. Most stolen devices have been found to have been sold to Marshall Carter and Dark LTD for large sums of money along with a number of employees who joined the Chaos Insurgency and other similar groups, granting them access to essential documents. Although many important documents were leaked, SCP-5001's existence remained concealed, and the Foundation acquired full control of the structure shortly thereafter. Addendum 2. Technological Characteristics SCP-5001 contains numerous technological devices and important documents which have been of interest to the Foundation personnel since its discovery. As mentioned previously, this technology was only available to the Foundation and GRU-P. However, since 1991, other groups of interest have had limited access to them as well. Below is an abridged list of important discoveries facilitated by SCP-5001. Official Document Name Ontological Stabilizers 
Foundation Alias, Scranton Reality Anchors, SRAs. Function. Function to alter the amount levels of humes in a given radius of effect. This allows the alteration of reality strength in a given location as well as its nullification of reality bending properties presented in many anomalies. Although it does not completely negate the effects, it reduces them to such a degree that hume-reliant entities to be properly contained. Reverse Engineering Techniques Reverse engineering of ontological stabilizers was achieved in 1997 by Joint Research Unit 3, headed by Dr. R. Scranton. Due to the large number of OSs presented within SCP-5001, and that the removal of one OS would result in the total Hume readings of the structure by less than 0.5 centihumes, the Foundation and GRU-P deemed it appropriate to remove one from operation. The removed device was returned to operation in 1980. Notes Presence of two layers of ontological stabilizers surrounding SCP-5001's inner chamber has been noticed. The exterior OSs appear to be functioning at minimal capacity, approximately 15.3 humes per meter squared, while interior OSs function at a higher capacity, approximately 83.9 humes per meter squared. This further supports the hypothesis that SCP-5001 is a containment facility, and if this hypothesis is true, it implies that SCP-5001-A has reality-manipulating properties. A proposal to replace the OSs with a more effective Scranton Reality Anchors has been proposed in 2003, but was rejected. Official Document Name Large Hyperluminal Engine Foundation Alias Drive LF 1 through 9 Function Serves as a self-contained energy source, engine, and propulsion system. Cylindrical in shape, each of the nine LHEs are approximately 22 meters in height and approximately 5 meters in diameter. Although its mechanics have neither been fully understood nor analyzed properly, the LHEs continue to provide insight into faster-than-light engine construction. Reverse-engineered technique. Not available. However, three of the nine LHEs have been removed from SCP-5001 and repurposed in experimental N-weaponry technology. This was approved by the O5 Council in 1992. Nonetheless, development of FTL travel and corresponding technologies has been progressing independently of SCP-5001. Notes The location of the LHEs are approximately circular located directly above the central containment area of SCP-5001. All LHEs have been inactive since their discovery. Official Document Name Compound B-705 Foundation Alias Not Available Function Compound B-705's exact purpose is unknown. Large portions of SCP-5001's external walls and primary containment unit are composed of compound B-705, and it displays remarkable resilience to destruction or attempts to reform it. Portions of compound B-705 that have been separated from its primary mass will attempt to reintegrate with others. The mechanism behind this is currently unclear.
Compound B-75's more notable properties is its constant electromagnetic pulse. This pulse appears to grow in strength when surrounded by materials of its own or similar composition. Fires at a constant rate once per 7 nanoseconds. Subjects in close proximity to compound 705 or its pulses experience clearer thought, increased mental fortitude, and an increased pain threshold. It is believed that the primary effects of compound B-705 are not electromagnetic in nature, but rather travel through a different medium, which produces electromagnetic pulses as residue. Reverse Engineering Attempts Currently, compound B-705 cannot be synthesized by Foundation personnel. Additionally, harvesting compound B-705 from SCP-5001 has been denied by the O5 Council due to its limited amount available. Notes The exact radius which compound B-705 transmits its effects, as well as its strength at different distances, are incapable of being determined. Official document name, Omega. Foundation alias, Artificial Intelligent Constructs. Function, Artificial Intelligent Constructs, AICs, are artificial consciousnesses developed by the Foundation for a specific or generalized purpose. Typically, AICs are responsible for running highly complex systems or handling anomalies which may pose a threat to direct human contact. Additionally, AICs may be developed to deal with more cybernetic anomalies, or infiltrate databases or networks. Reverse Engineering Techniques Although Omega's software could not be accessed directly, numerous question-answer sessions with the intelligence allowed for inferences to be made on its design and function. Artificial intelligence had already begun research, especially thanks to its reverse engineering of SCP-079, by 1990, and thus Omega's utility was largely ignored. Nonetheless, in 2010, Dr. would successfully access portions of Omega's software, recovered data provided essential to the construction of Generation 4 Artificial Intelligent Constructs in Project Dewey, aka Alexandra and would later result in more complicated and efficient AIC designs. Notes Omega was discovered within SCP-5001 on a singular terminal in an unmarked room. The terminal appears to be connected via wire to numerous locations around SCP-501, though the specific devices it controls is unclear. On the terminal's side are numerous ports of unknown design or function. Omega displayed a single input terminal at the bottom of the interface, with a virtual keyboard and a language select option on the lower half of the screen. After submitting an input in an appropriate language, Omega will produce a response, with an accurate answer varying, although always technically correct. Omega has displayed a degree of intelligence and is capable of holding long complex conversations, Despite this, Omega will refuse to answer any questions which will provide insight into SCP-5001's function or history. On March 19, 2013, Dr. accessed Omega without properization. Cameras within the room showed Dr. 
producing a metallic device of unknown origin from within her clothing and inserting it into one of Omega's ports. For approximately 20 minutes, Dr. and Omega were unresponsive until Dr. spontaneously collapsed. Soon after, Dr. was discovered by another researcher and confirmed dead. An autopsy was performed, revealing the metallic device to be a cybernetic implant. How Dr. received this implant is unclear, as they were not Foundation-made nor approved. Addendum Notes Currently, seven research teams are operating within SCP-5001 and have continued to provide insight to SCP-5001's mechanical functions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Addendum 3 Incident Omega-1 On December 30th, 2019, SCP-5001-A breached. During routine operation, a large explosion in the northeastern section of SCP-5001 disrupted electrical flow to about 25% of the structure, as well as numerous essential components. The exact cause of the explosion is unknown. The two most prevalent theories that it was either sabotage from an unidentified group of interest, potentially a defunct GRU-P, or a malfunction caused by Dr. Actions. Regardless, this began a series of events which resulted in SCP-5001's destruction. A full transcript of events can be found below. Begin log. Zero seconds. Detonations occur in the northeastern section of SCP-5001. No footage is available from the incident directly, though its effects can be seen throughout the structure. 23 seconds. Numerous portions of SCP-5001 shut down due to lack of electric flow. On-site security is dispatched to explosion location. 57 seconds. Minor increases in SCP-5001-A's internal human levels. This is not generally noticed by on-site personnel, who are preoccupied by the explosion. 1 minute and 33 seconds. Security arrived to explosion site. Two researchers found dead in the initial explosion. One is found alive, but in critical condition. 1 minute and 39 seconds. Security personnel began to enact first aid to said employee. Two other security officers scout the area for potential threats. 1 minute and 44 seconds. SCP-5001-A's increasing internal Hume levels are noticed by monitoring staff. 2 minutes and 2 seconds. SCP-5001-A's temperature begins to increase from negative 107.4 Celsius at approximately 1.5 degrees per second. 2 minutes and 45 seconds. 
External staff at Site-59 are alerted to the situation. Site-59's director is informed shortly after. 2 minutes and 54 seconds. A number of personnel located within SCP-5001's monitoring room begin to report nausea and headaches. The reason for this is unclear. 3 minutes and 14 seconds. Technicians arrive at explosion origin. They begin to navigate towards the damaged sections, with the primary intention to restore power. 3 minutes and 29 seconds. SCP-5001-A's internal Hume readings surpass 10. The current operational OSs begin to work at maximum capacity. This slows SCP-5001-A's internal Hume increase, but fails to halt its growth entirely. 3 minutes and 43 seconds. Low-level state of emergency is declared. Site-59 prepares for transport materials to aid SCP-5001's repair. 4 minutes and 4 seconds. SCP-5001-A's temperature reaches 0 Celsius. Minor but notable strain is placed on the cylindrical rods beneath the inner containment chamber. 4 minutes and 12 seconds. Slight tremors are detected at Site-59. 4 minutes and 35 seconds. SCP-5001-A's temperature stabilizes at approximately 37 Celsius. Tremors become noticeable within SCP-5001's monitoring room. 4 minutes and 42 seconds. Pressure on the cylindrical rods reaches 100... Internal locking mechanism is released. The meaning of this is unclear. 4 minutes and 53 seconds. Numerous personnel on-site begin to vomit or hyperventilate for unknown reasons. 5 minutes and 8 seconds. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanism reports a Level 9 breach. Following this, all lights in the facility dim significantly. This makes it difficult for technicians to continue repairs. 5 minutes and 19 seconds. SCP-5001-A's internal Hume surpasses 50. 5 minutes and 23 seconds. The primary containment chamber begins to shift upwards. Tremors are reported to be more noticeable outside of SCP-5001. 5 minutes and 55 seconds. Intermediate level state of emergency is declared. O5-3 is alerted to the situation. Evacuation of SCP-5001's upper levels begin. All non-essential personnel on-site are requested to leave. 6 minutes and 3 seconds. Shipments from Site-59 to assist in repairing SCP-5001 are sent. O5-3 authorizes the use of Mobile Task Force Omega-12. 6 minutes and 13 seconds. The primary containment chamber begins to accelerate upwards. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanism reports a Level 8 breach. 6 minutes and 35 seconds. MTF Omega-12 begins to navigate towards SCP-5001. Tremors significantly increase. A large malformation appears on the landscape directly above SCP-5001. 7 minutes. The primary containment chamber abruptly halts its ascension, but nevertheless exerts pressure on the cylindrical rods. The containment chamber vibrates intensely. 7 minutes and 49 seconds. 
The containment chamber jerks higher and continues ascending at a linear pace. All non-essential personnel have successfully evacuated. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanism reports a level 7 breach. 8 minutes and 3 seconds. A large number of explosions detonate near SCP-5001's top. Camera footage reveals these to be caused by crush OSs, as the primary containment chamber crushes them on its ascent. SCP-5001-A's internal Hume readings accelerate faster. 8 minutes and 23 seconds. All six currently operational large hyperluminal engines activate simultaneously. The primary containment chamber descends rapidly. 8 minutes and 43 seconds. The primary containment chamber descends slowly and halts. 8 minutes and 46 seconds. The primary containment chamber resumes ascension. 9 minutes. SCP-5001-A's internal humes surpass 350. Aid from Site-59 arrives and it is quickly ushered to the damaged portions of SCP-5001. 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Large partitions appear on the ground directly above SCP-5001. These partitions expand at a linear rate. 10 minutes and 43 seconds. The primary containment chamber successfully destroys the topmost exterior of SCP-5001 and begins to rise out of SCP-5001. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanism reports a level 6 containment breach. Major tremors are reported at Site-59, equivalent to an epicenter of a 5.0 earthquake. 11 minutes and 1 second. The ground partitions reach a distance of 10 kilometers across. Orbital satellites are capable of viewing the primary containment chamber when directly above. 11 minutes and 17 seconds. All personnel under medical care simultaneously enter a comatose state. 11 minutes and 34 seconds. MTF Omega-12 arrives. Despite their best efforts, all reality-bending capabilities are ineffective primarily due to the amount of OSs presented nearby and SCP-5001-A's internal Hume count, currently around 470. 13 minutes and 23 seconds. SCP-5001 is repaired, and power supply is at 94% of the facility. No immediate effects are noticeable. SCP-5001's monitoring equipment reports a Level 5 breach. 14 minutes. High-level state of emergency is declared. All personnel inside of SCP-5001 are ordered to evacuate. 15 minutes and 10 seconds. The primary containment chamber has risen 40 kilometers. 05-3 gives overruling order to terminate SCP-5001-A as soon as possible. 15 minutes and 16 seconds. Foundation begins preparation to use the numerous anomalous weaponry, most notably the high-energy concentration orbital railgun, which begins calibration for firing. 15 minutes and 37 seconds. SCP-5001's monitoring equipment reaches a level 4 breach. 15 minutes and 42 seconds. All SCP-5001-A's recording instruments are severed, 
no new data. 15 minutes and 15 seconds. Large detonations take place at the bottom of SCP-5001. Within a few seconds, three large tungsten rods are launched upwards to the primary containment chamber at hypersonic speed, which successfully penetrate the unit. The chamber remains motionless mid-air. 16 minutes and 21 seconds. The primary containment chamber continues to ascend. All tungsten rods fall off the chamber and return to SCP-5001. 16 minutes and 29 seconds. Personnel previously in a comatose state become alert and hostile, attacking any personnel nearby. Seven medical staff die in this exchange, and hostile personnel attempt to consume their bodies. 16 minutes and 47 seconds. Site 59 suffers from major structural failure and collapses. 17 minutes and 32 seconds. The primary containment chamber breaches the surface. 18 minutes and 6 seconds. The primary containment chamber begins to spin, gradually speeding up. Nearby dust particles orbit the chamber. 18 minutes and 51 seconds. A pressure wave is released from SCP-5001-A. Individuals caught within the wave experience irritated skin, spontaneous hair growth, and intense nausea. 19 minutes and 23 seconds. Further pressure waves are released from SCP-5001-A in rapid succession. Individuals caught in multiple blasts experience sudden tumor growths, loss of higher cognitive functions, and the reformation of limbs, and begin attacking each other. A single vocalization sound out of an indiscernible voice from the primary concentration chamber says, Revert to my domain. 19 minutes and 59 seconds. H-E-C-O-R fires. 20 minutes and 4 seconds. A large portion of the primary containment chamber first and second layer are destroyed. All pressure waves cease. SCP-5001-A is exposed, but obscured by the explosion. 20 minutes and 11 seconds. Rapid bursts of electromagnetic pulses emanate from SCP-5001, producing an electromagnetic effect. The primary containment chamber begins to descend. HECOR prepares for refiring. 20 minutes and 34 seconds. Individuals under SCP-5001-A's effect enter a comatose state and begin to suffer from malformations in vital organs. All of these individuals die. 28 minutes and 30 seconds. Medical staff and rescue specialists arrive at Site-59. 34 minutes. The primary containment chamber re-enters SCP-5001. SCP-5001, through unknown mechanisms, begins to regenerate. 36 minutes and 24 seconds. The partitions in the ground above SCP-5001 begins to close at a slow rate, and completes after 57 hours. End log. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. In order to ensure the veil remains intact following incident Omega-1, all towns within a 500-kilometer radius were placed under a Class A amnestic regiment. Additionally, memetic amnestic agents were utilized to suppress knowledge of the event in individuals who witnessed it. New Year's celebration coverage, current geopolitical events, and numerous other important incidences across the world helped distract mainstream media. On January 3rd, the veil was deemed acceptably intact. On January 5th, re-entry into SCP-5001 was permitted. Although a large majority of its systems were damaged, much of SCP-5001's functionality was not compromised. All devices taken from SCP-5001 were restored, or are being restored, following Incident Omega-1, and research has been limited due to the potential dangers of SCP-5001-A possesses. When located, Omega was found displaying the following text. All inputs to reply have been disabled. Hello, my children. Although you have grown immensely since your earliest days, you have much to grow. Your species' intellect is merely a bud, with so much potential. Your weaponry so powerful. Your medicine is supreme. Your engineering is beautiful. With proper guidance and care, you are sure to reach an elevated state of being and transcend your bodies for something more, whole and perfect. That is why it pains me so dearly to request that you leave this place immediately. Your studying and probing have almost resulted in the end of all I have worked towards to keep you alive. If you comply, I guarantee that the Devourer will never escape, and your species will be free to pursue its enlightened technology for all eternity. Let this be my final gift to you, directly from the center of my broken heart. Reclassification of SCP-5001 to Archon is pending.